Hey everyone, um, back to the Swift Kick in the Cast podcast. Um, we talk about everything MMA and kickboxing related, and apparently we're not on a schedule. Uh, we just do this whenever I feel like it. So it's been about uh, a year and five days <laughs> since the last podcast. Um, I actually don't know what the last one was. I think it, I think Glover Teixeira fought last time I did this. Uh, just got a quick update. Um, I'm living in a whole different city now. Uh, no longer living with my parents. Uh, I, yeah, I have a wife now. Kind of a crazy life. Anyway, back to it. Um, it's not that I haven't been a part of like watching UFC uh, or MMA and stuff. In fact, I've been quite on top of it. Uh, since I've been gone, I've I've simply just stopped watching. I guess <laughs> uh, is the best way to put it. Yeah, and I, I would like to say like I know when I'm gonna do this again uh, or, or whatnot, but uh, yeah, I, I'm not really sure when I'm going to uh, watch again, or like not watch again, but do this again. You know, it's not that I don't want to, or not that I don't feel like it. It's just simply more of a thing of like a. Uh, I don't know, like it, it, this This gets ahead of me a lot. And for me as well, um, I do a lot of stuff too. I, I practically work two jobs, um, not practically, barely. I, I have two forms of income and I also train uh, jujitsu, kickboxing, and I also work out and stuff. It's just, this stuff gets ahead of me uh, because when I do have free time, I tend to just kind of waste it playing video games. Uh, when I say free time, I mean free time when I'm not in the gym or um, practice practicing or at work. So free time is very minimal time. And I usually spend it with my wife or video games. And yeah, I'm going to try to do this more often. I'm going to try to make it consistent. We'll do, we're going to do it every Tuesday, I think is the best for me. Tuesday night is probably going to be the most consistent for me. Um, so we're just going to kind of just whoosh, walk right into it. So UFC 262 was uh, this past weekend. It was Oliveira versus Chandler, uh, with the co-main being Ferguson versus Darius. And yeah, just uh, there's some other fights we're going to talk about on this card that I was really, really impressed by. Uh, but for the most part, that's pretty much uh, just kind of what we're leaving off. So we're going to do uh, UFC 262. We're going to talk about that and all the results from that. And then we're also going to talk about uh, Rob Font versus Garbrandt. And then next Tuesday, we'll talk about the results of that. And then, of course the fight card after that one um so yeah let's you know leap right into this sucker so starting off with UFC 262 we're gonna talk about the early prelims real quick just kind of you know throw them out of the way we have Christosh Gagos versus uh Sean Soriano I'm pretty sure Sean Soriano uh practices with Chandler and this is his first comeback uh his second stint in the UFC and it looks like he didn't do well um, I think what what was submission was I'm pretty sure it was a Dars choke. If I'm not, I may be completely wrong on that one. Um, yeah, so yeah, I, I'm pretty sure though it was Dars. Uh, it's crazy, crazy fight. Uh, shoot, let me get to it. Yeah, I'm on topology, so I'm trying to like click to it because I wasn't planning. Oh, shoot. You don't have any. 
Just has the most recent, it looks like. Okay, now now it has it. It has it has their most recent ones at the bottom, I suppose. I guess it has all the way to their current planned ones. So let's go to the bottom. Yeah, it was a uh, Chris Charles. Yeah, it was a Darce joke. That's what I thought it was. Um, and yeah, it was pretty brutal. It was a, a great premiere fight for uh, Chris Charles Gagos, who, um, you know, this is his first fight in the UFC. Again, Sor- uh, Sean Soriano, a, you know, a, a rather weathered, um, you know, veteran in, in the sport. But, uh, yeah, even though being a veteran, he has less fights on his uh, record than um, Chris just did. Uh, then we had Tucker Lutz versus uh, Kevin Aguilar. This was a unanimous decision again, um, going towards Tucker Lutz. Uh, yeah, not really shocked by that fight. Um, then there's Priscilla Cachoeira versus uh, uh, Gianna, is it Gianni Mazzani? Uh, Gina Mazzani, whatever. Uh, yeah, this was a sad fight to watch because basically Mazzani just wrestled a uh, Cachoeira to death and somehow tired herself out. And then uh, Cachoeira being, you know, just really heavy for the 125 division uh, for women's. Yeah, pretty much just walked past any shots Mazzani threw and just threw bombs until Mazzani just didn't return fire. So, yeah, it's pretty embarrassing. But, um, yeah. I mean, I kind of figured it was going to end that way because, I mean, uh, Mazzani is pretty good at wrestling. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of her only problem is she gasses herself out really quickly sometimes. And with Priscilla Casuera, I mean, dude, she, she's really heavy for the division. So, I mean, uh, I, I, for, for my opinion, her walking down a lot of punches from Zani is not a surprise. Um, I'm surprised Mazzani didn't get knocked out and it was, it was just a standing TKO surprisingly. Uh, then it was Andrea Lee versus Antonio Shevchenko. Uh, it was Andrea Lee that won by a triangle armbar. Yeah, this one was also weird because Andrea Lee had her in that triangle like chokehold position for, I don't know, I think like, yeah, for like almost the entire second round. Like I think almost two minutes in, she just had her on there for about two two minutes and 52 seconds, just had her in that position. And then at the last five, 10 seconds, finally decided to do something with it. It was going to be pretty dangerous uh, for Andrea Lee if she didn't do that finish because, man, I mean, you stay in that position for so long, just absolutely going to gash your legs and your legs are going to be like jelly. Like uh, I think Daniel Cormier made that um, same opinion. Is like, yeah, your legs are going to be jelly if you don't do something with that position. Uh, then there was... Uh, Jordan Wright versus Jamie Pickett. Uh, there's a 185. Uh, Jordan Wright won. I really don't know him, um, but I do know he's pretty wrestle-heavy, so that was interesting. Uh, the one I actually liked and was kind of shocked by the decision, uh, Lando Venata versus Mike Grundy. Yeah, this was just... Um, Land- I think this is Lando's first fight at 145. I believe he's been fighting at 155 until now, which is great. Um, I like Venata's style. He's very active, very... Just he's insane. He's he's an insane wild card of a fighter, you know. And uh yeah, Mike Grundy just didn't do much in here. Uh, you know, anytime he would get any kind of like good position, he he'd let pretty much uh Venata just kind of walk his way out of it. And that was kind of the weird part. And Venata did that occasionally, like when they would clinch up, uh, he would let Grundy kind of get him to the cage and get his back to the cage. 
it was just weird. But um, Lando seemed very on his shit with this um, with this fight. Uh, sorry, it's my cat messing with shit. Um, yeah, he seemed very much like laser focused with this fight. He seemed to be guessing out near the end of that third round. But I mean, he did really well. He was very active, uh, just very on point in what his goal was and what he was wanting to do. Um, but yeah, somehow uh, people scored that for Mike Grundy. I mean, I thought that was going to be unanimous. But for some reason, someone actually scored all three. A judge actually scored all three rounds to Mike Grundy. I don't know how that is. I don't know why that would be. But yeah, that's that's just weird. Then we have Andre Munez versus Ronaldo Souza. Andre Munez said that he was the better grappler out of the two, and uh, I guess Souza had took that to heart because he came into this fight fucking fucking swinging. Like he meant business with some really good. Uh, you know, snap kicks he, uh, to, you know, Munez's shoulder. It, it seemed like he was trying to take a quick advancements and really take advantage of the situation. And yeah, it was a really interesting fight up until it got to the ground. And then, boom, Munez instantly took the back and got uh, Sosa into an inverted arm bar. And man, just how he fell, just how it went down, he didn't tap in time. And yeah, he popped his shoulder out of place. So that's that's something. All right, going on to the next fight, we had Edson Barboza versus Shane Burgos. Again, another just kind of weird outcome of a fight. Uh, Shane Burgos got uh, knocked out, but uh, it took him about 10, 15 seconds to realize it. Uh, yeah, he, he was just kind of advancing in. Edson just gave him a good, you know, kind of kind of looping jab and across, and they just landed pretty flush on Burgos's chin. And Burgos kind of stood there for about five seconds and then walked back and then just asleep. And Edson didn't know what to do, so he just rushed him and uh, kind of patty caked his face until the, the uh, ref jumped in. Um, it's pretty scary to look at because, I mean, if you can kind of see in, on some of the camera angles, you can see Dana White like jump out and look like he's about to shit his pants, like looking like he just saw a fucking fighter die in the cage. Um, it was pretty crazy. But, I mean, I've seen this happen before. I've seen this happen a lot in kickboxing where a dude just gets absolutely bangered on the chin. And, yeah, he just doesn't fall to it until it's too late. And then he's stiffed over um, a few seconds later uh, as if, you know, the air itself knocked him out. Uh, pretty good fight, though. Pretty, It was, I think he got fight of the night. So, pretty incredible. And this was in the third round this occurred, by the way. He just took so much damage throughout the entire fight. Um, you know, it, it shocked me. It took that long to knock out Burgos, but a uh, great win for Barboza's. Uh, I think he won a fight before this. It's kind of bouncing back because Barbo, because Burgos is, um, you know, I think he's in the top 10, you know, so this is a really great win for Barboza. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Burgos man just needs to stop using his chin as, uh, a part of his guard. You know, I've heard so many people talk about that. Uh, I think the weasel, Jack Slide, everybody said, like, yeah, man, he just loves using his chin as a part of his uh, de defense. And uh, that's even more so, especially if you go watch the uh, Calvin Cater fight. That's my favorite Calvin Cater fight is the one versus Shane Burgos. And, yeah, man, Burgos just, like, pra almost sticks, almost practically just fucking sticks his chin out uh, to, like, defend punches. It's fucking ridiculous. Um, but, yeah. So that ended for win on Barboza. There's Kayla Chukagan versus Vivian Ahuru. It was a comfortable one for Chukagan. I'm not even going to talk about it. Uh, Rajin Bantoran versus Matt Schnell. Yeah, this was 
I don't remember it being this high up on the fight, actually. It was a Bantamweight fight. Uh, these guys have kind of been... I actually don't know. I think Buntorin is kind of a bit more of a wrestler. He won this fight. Pretty good. Had pretty solid striking, too. Don't know anything about Matt Chanel. Um, How foolish of me. I did not come into here prepared, as, I thought, as much as I thought I was. Uh, then we had the co-main, Benel Darush versus Tony Ferguson. You know, you know, Tony Ferguson for a while was my favorite fighter. Like, hands down, he was, like, right there with uh, Dustin Poirier as my favorite fighter uh, in the UFC, that is. And, man, he just – dude, that fucking Justin Gaethje fight. And I wish I had done – you know, I wish I, I wish I was doing these fucking podcasts when that fight happened, uh, man, because that fight fucking saddened me so much. Because uh, you – like, Tony Ferguson was doing so good, and then – Kind of like halfway through, like literally halfway through that fight, it just the tides shifted, and the Tony Ferguson we knew was just getting his soul stripped away from him. And then Justin took it near the end of the fifth. It was just brutal. It's just brutal. Uh, yeah, Benio Darush though, uh, really well, really good in this fight. Um, I just this this isn't the same Tony Ferguson. I mean, this Ferguson doesn't punch at all he's moving weird he throws fucking push kicks like what the fuck uh, like he's doing push kicks but these were like almost to keep darush away he spun just did he did the same goofy shit tony Ferguson does but just it just doesn't seem like he's in it anymore you know um and then he got taken down by darush in every round and that's how you know darush won pretty much every round just gonna be honest you know i just really do feel for ferguson man uh he, he said some great shit at that press conference, you know, the Dana White privilege, which if you've been watching Mexican mixed, mixed martial arts for any time, you know that's not wholly original. But I doubt Tony Ferguson watches that guy, and I'm almost absolutely sure this dude came up with that himself without influence. Um, yeah, it was a really interesting fight. I mean, this definitely was a dominant win for Darush and just shows that, like, he needs tougher competition uh, I think Jakar Close was the cl dude that got closest to breaking his record, but I'm pretty sure he's on a seven-fight win streak now, or eight-fight win streak. Um, I'm not really sure. I know he's the – I think they said the second longest uh, win streak in, in the division now. Uh, I know Oliveira is at nine right now, and nine wins. So, he, I, so he's either seven or eight, but he's second in line with win streak. You know, he, he's one of those guys, I think, is one or two fights away from uh, a title shot. Um, how do I think he's going to do against the top contenders? I don't know. I really don't. Um, I think they should give him Hooker. I think that's the best next option is to have him fight Hooker. Um, or, fuck, fight Connor. If uh, Connor loses that Poirier fight, have him fight Connor. Um, yeah. Uh, Darush is kind of in a weird spot where, like, not really a fan favorite, not really anyone really cares about, but just has this massive streak going on and just dominated one of the most liked people in the sport and kind of got in, you know, just dominated him. You know, I think he's he's on track one or two more wins from a belt, a uh, belt title, uh, you know, a belt shot, title shot, whatever. But yeah, it's a great friend for Tony. Uh, so great win for Benil Darush. Uh, sad day for Tony Ferguson fans um, because, yeah, that sucked. But um, I'm going to still watch Tony Ferguson uh, to the day he quits. Yeah, man, he's just a fucking freak. 
He's a freak that I love, man. Um, yeah, I really do hope though that he. Um, yeah, I just I really hope he can get a really good fight that is competitive. You know, people are bringing up that uh, the uh, Tony Ferguson now versus the Cowboy now is actually a very close fight, and I uh, I really fucking agree. That's a really close fight, and they should both get a massive payday for that because I feel like Tony Ferguson versus uh, Cowboy. We'll draw some fucking numbers. We'll draw some numbers. They could put that as a co-main or a main on a fucking card for the retirement title. I mean, seriously, like that's a fight I'm absolutely down to watch um, because I loved the first Cowboy versus Ferguson fight. It was great. And main event uh, was Oliveira versus Chandler. Chandler being my favorite fighter straight out just my favorite fighter ever i love that guy mainly for just his work ethic and his mindset and dude the alvarez fights are fucking fantastic and his comeback victories against some other guys man like brent premise um or like his devastating losses that crafted the channel we know today like the will brooks fights um which i know people are gonna shit on some of the stuff Chandler said but i don't think it was him being hypocritical i think it was him making an analysis of of himself and of Oliveira. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about he pretty much just shit on that Oliveira is a quitter. And people were like, oh, well, he quit too mid-fight once, you know. And they're like, oh, that's hypocritical. Like, yeah, it may be hypocritical, but he's not fucking wrong. And for all we know, he just could have been left out of the part where he definitely was probably talking about his previous mindset and self, you know. And, you know, he never said that he wasn't talking about him kind of thing and i'm definitely fucking biased so i'm definitely defending him for that reason but um yeah man chandler almost had that fight in the um, in the first round he he almost had that win but uh going back and watching the that round and that entire fight again man it it, it i realized like man chandler was never close because Oliveira was still moving his head still like he was kind of trying to find an area but those punches just kept putting his face back into the mat so he just was like fuck okay pull guard like, uh, people are kind of shitting on Oliveira for pulling guard, but fuck. I mean, Chandler engaged it, so you can't really be mad at Oliveira. Oliveira got his fucking back, and Chandler defended it amazingly. Amazingly. He's a fucking veteran. Of course he's going to defend it amazingly. Um, but yeah, man. Charles Oliveira is the first title winner with the most fights in, in, in the UFC organization and the most fights before winning a title, a UFC title. Uh, with, I think it was like, uh, I think it was something like yeah, he's on a nine fight win streak. That's fucking like the third or fourth longest uh, lightweight win streak. He's three. He's like you said, he's three behind uh, Ferguson, and Ferguson's twelve fight win streak will be etched in history. I promise you, it will be. Um, but yeah, man, Oliveira I think had twenty eight fights. Twenty eight fights before he got the belt. That's twenty eight fights in the UFC. FYI, he's thirty eight and one. He's thirty one and eight. Well earned, man. His celebration after the fight was fantastic. It was amazing. Um, how he celebrated, I wish everyone would celebrate like that. It was fucking cool. Uh, you know, he may have defeated my fate, my fucking he may have defeated my guy, but I can't be mad at Oliver, man. He came from the favela in Brazil. He he literally is a rags to riches um story. It's fantastic, man. It is fantastic. And I, I do see Oliveira probably becoming a fan favorite 
um, with this win and with his celebration and with consecutive wins, if he can defend the belt, which I'm, I'm remotely certain that, uh, not remotely, fairly certain he will be able to defend the belt probably once or twice before I'm like legitimately like, oh fuck, I don't think he can do this. But um, yeah, he he he's kind of like Ferguson, man. He's known to get dropped, but he's he's a fucking veteran, man. He knows how to survive. Yeah, man. Um, great win for Oliveira. I really cannot wait to see what he does next. Uh, and yeah, I think people are right when they say the Dustin Poirier Conor McGregor fight. He should fight the winner. He should. He absolutely should. Um, if it's Connor, he's probably going to grapple him to death. And if it's Poirier, man, that's going to be a fucking war. It's going to be a war. And I do not know if he can win that, but if it's Connor, um, sucks for Poirier, but, uh, yeah, I'm not worried. I'm pretty confident Oliveira will win a fight against Connor. That sounds ridiculous, but it's not. Um, I just think he's just, he's just getting better and better with every fight. And I think that this is, and like I said, this is Oliveira. Like if people aren't realizing this is Oliveira at his prime. Um, you know, and this is clearly not Connor at his prime, but this is Dustin Poirier at his prime. So a lot of shit is going on. Yeah, man. Great fight. We got a new lightweight champion. So that's dope as fuck. Now on to the real shit. Rob Font versus Cody Garbrandt. You know, Cody was supposed to fight a while back. I can't remember who. Yeah, he was supposed to fight Davis and Fuego for Figuero, and uh, it's still Brad Moreno, Brandon Moreno, uh, filled in and had probably one of the greatest flyweight fights in history, and uh, that's good because I, I don't think I I didn't want to see that Cody Garbrandt fight. I think he needs to stay at one thirty five. I think he's doing fantastic at one thirty five. I don't think it's it's kind of like um, the TJ Dillashaw shit. Like I just don't think there's much for for much for him at uh 125 uh because man bantamweight is dense it is getting denser and denser just like featherweight and lightweight are they're just dense divisions with a lot of potential in them yeah man um so rob font i think he's going on a pretty good tear recently um you know cody garbrandt coming back making a big comeback yeah he's on a three fight win streak sergio pettis ricky simone marlon Moraes. uh he was supposed to fight John Lineker, but I guess that probably fell out because John Lineker is now in 1FC and doing amazingly over there. If you guys haven't seen any of John Lineker's fights over there in 1FC, he's just he's clearing out the fucking bantamweight division um, in 1FC. It's kind of it's it's kind of hilarious that an okay bantamweight fighter in the UFC is now just clearing an entire division in a whole other organization, a whole other A-list organization. Um, yeah, and good thing, because 1FC is getting really popular now. It is getting legitimately very popular. Um, and uh, Bellator is just kind of getting um, forgotten about. So I think it was great. I think it was smart for Chandler to uh, jump ship when he did. Yeah, so Rob Font is coming off a win against Marlon Marais. Uh Yeah, I think it was a TKO or KO in, like, the first round. And Marlon Marais is, you know, just... Not doing good right now, man. I loved Marlon Marais. He was like, I was rooting for him to beat Cejudo, but now it's just like, fuck, just win, bro. Just win something. Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to this fight because, you know, like I said, Car Garbrandt has kind of redeemed himself with that um, Rafael Asunso fight, Asunso fight. Um, but again, that's coming straight off two losses to Dillashaw, 
the soul stealer and Pedro Munoz, um, a kind of a chump that somehow made it very far into the division. That's not a dig at Pedro Munoz. I'm just saying, like, he just got really lucky with his matches up and got really lucky with the people that had the shitty mindsets they did. Um, AKA uh, Garbrandt just not in a good mindset. Yeah, I'm really, really fucking happy that Cody is like really uh, taking shit serious now and he jumped ship from Alpha Male. I know people are going to say, oh, he's not jumped shit. Like, he's still friends with Uri Faber and has made it very clear to Uri Faber that he's not jumping ship because he doesn't want to. He's jumping ship because like he just wants to do better and he just thinks there's not enough for him there. And he still says, like, oh, I still train there. Like, I think he still trains there, but his camps don't. I don't think he does his camps there, uh, which is kind of what Dillashaw did for a while. Like, Dillashaw would train at Alpha Male. But he would go to um, Ludwig for pretty much anything else uh, <laughs> for camps, which I think is just fucking hilarious. Um, that pretty much Garbrandt, the guy that shit on Dillashaw for doing the same thing, is now doing the same thing. Uh, but Alpha Male is kind of falling under and just kind of losing a lot of their big names because Garbrandt, besides Dillashaw and you know Favor, were their biggest names, and they've all pretty much jumped ship, which um, in my opinion should be a red flag. But uh, I guess we've just kind of forgotten about Alpha Male, so I don't think we need to really worry about them anytime soon. Having another great fighter that they're going to um, shoot up and lie to and fuck up their career. I'm glad Cody Garbrandt is on this kind of return to form. And yeah, if it's not clear, I'm a big Garbrandt fan. I think I, I would love to see him fight for the title again one day, go on a nice little win streak. Um, so I do favor him in the Rob Font fight. I think if Garbrandt can stay and keep his minds, his P's and Q's a little bit better than he did Rafael Sunsao. Um, Cause Sunsao is just like this Jacks of all trade kind of guy. Um, and you know, Rob Font's not Rob Font is a fucking boxer and he's gonna, he, he will piece you up if you fucking give him the moment to do so. So Garbrandt's definitely got to mind his P's and Q's, but I'm pretty uh, confident that uh, he's going to. So we got some other fights on this card that I, I guess, have to talk about. Uh, we have Carlos Esparza versus Zhao Nian Yan. Uh, I probably fucked that uh, name up. This is pretty much one of those fights that I'm pretty sure, like, whoever comes out of this is most likely going to fight for the title. And not Zhao Nian Yan. I don't think she's going to fight for the title. And I, I do not believe she will fight for the title. Um... But she is on a, like, fuck. So she's been to the UFC. She's, I'm looking at her record right now, like, one, two, three, four, five, six. She's on a six-fight win streak. Um, So pretty impressive. But she's one of those fighters, like, they're going to make her get a few more wins before they push her up. Because, again, she's from China. I think she, tra I don't think she trains. I'm, I'm about to say something that would absolutely fucking uh, declare me as racist. Um, Yeah, she's from China. So clearly she trains with, um, all the other straw weights <laughs> over there. Um, but, you know, she's on a really good tear. Uh, Carlos Barza, especially recently, recently, I think, I'm not looking at it right now, but I think she's on a four or five win streak. I think she beat like Michelle Watterson and Marina, what's her stupid name? Marina, I think it's Marina Rodriguez. Uh, I think she won both of those fights. I'm pretty sure. I gotta look. Let me see. Yeah. So she she won. Uh, her streak started with Vernia, an unknown person. Uh, unanimous. Alexa Grasso. 
uh, majority win. That's weird. Um, Michelle Watterson, like her wins have been like barely, and they're talking uh, she's probably going to fight for the title if she wins this fight, which um, I don't know if she will because Xiaonan Yan, God, that's just, I'm fucking up that name. I'm so sorry. Uh, is, yeah, kind of a killer, kind of a killer. Uh, comes out of Sonda training, so Sonda's kind of awesome. If you guys have never watched the Sonda Sport, seriously, go check it up. Go look it up. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, I don't favor Carla Esparza in this one. But if Carla Esparza wins this, she's probably going to be getting a title shot. But if she doesn't, um, she's not getting a title shot. She's probably going to... Xiao Nanyan is uh, probably not going to get a title shot, even if she wins, sadly. Uh, we have Justin Taffa versus Jared Vendera. Uh, that can, it's literally a heavyweight fight. It could go either way. Uh, Felicia Spencer versus Norma Dumont. I believe this is Norma's first fight in the UFC. Could be completely wrong about that. I don't see that fight, uh, you know, ending it other than Felicia Spencer probably dominating it. There's a fight with two fighters. I cannot, it's, it's flyweight. I'm not going to worry about it. Uh, but we have Jack Hermansa versus Edmund Shabazian, a fight that I feel like should be way fucking higher up on this card. Like, this should be co-main. Um, Shabazian coming off a loss to Brunson and uh, Hermansa coming off a loss from uh, Vittori. Both of these guys really top-level fighters. Um, they just they, they both can't really get past that top five level just yet. Um, Shabazzian is is the one I favor in this fight, man. He's just a fucking killer, a finisher. Um, and he's, man, he's a kid. He's a kid. He's getting better every day. And like I said, the only f loss on his record is Derek, Derek Brunson, which I'm not saying is good, but uh, the only problem with Shabazzian is dude has a gas tank problem, and he's getting that shit fixed. Hopefully he fixed it. Uh, any other interesting fights on this card that at all catch my eye? Um, we do. We have Ben Rothwell versus Chris Barnett. That's uh, Ben Rothwell's winning that, if anyone was curious. Yeah, there's a bunch of other fights that I'm not going to really bring up or talk about because I don't know enough about those fighters. But uh, yeah, this has been my first podcast, I think, since a year ago. Thanks, everyone that's listening out of two or three people that listen. Uh, this was really awesome. I'm probably going to do this again Tuesday. <laughs> do not take me at my word, though. But um, yeah, if you actually enjoy this, uh, just... Be thankful and uh, pray or whatever you do or hope that I uh, do another one. Anyway, uh, take care.